And welcome back to Survive Her, a podcast where myself and Jay Ellis get together and talk about the upcoming season 40 of CBS Survivor Winners at War. Uh, we are currently on our cast assessment where we are rounding out the 20 returning winners with our final five that we are excited to talk about. We are here to kind of go over their seasons, give you a little bit of insight on them as players, kind of their history, and maybe shed some insight in case you've never seen their season or to give you some more information about them as a player. Uh, my name is Evan Ayers, and as I said, I'm joined by Jay Ellis. Hello, hello. Oh, hi. I didn't see you over there. I was just making some coconut popcorn and rice. How are you? Oh, coconut popcorn. I love that. Are you using yeah. flint to make the fire? Making flint. I'm rubbing the sticks the way that Rob Mariano taught me how. Yeah, I've got my whole camp life over here. Come join me. Good, good. Don't cut your finger open because no one's going to help you like Karishma. <laughs> Oh, no. Too soon. They're dead to me. <laughs> oh, that poor girl. I don't know why. I, I, like, follow her on Instagram. And it just, it's like, she literally just, like, because she's from, like, the Philly area, which is, like, where I'm from. And she just, like, she's always just, like, posting, like, Wawa's. I'm like, girl, you, wow. you, you, like, you were on, like, the, one of the biggest shows on television. Like, you can do better than this, my friend. Well, who else is following her? Like, what's her, what's her follower like? Wawa. Well, on Applebee's. <laughs> They're like, she's giving us business. It's no Applebee's, but she's happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, I will never let yeah, go probably, of that Applebee's bit. It's just too good. It, no, uh, every time I, I, I've, I've started, like, I've kind of gotten into acai bowls now, and uh, or acai bowls. And every time I have one, I just, I think about you being like, oh, do they serve that out Applebee's now? <laughs> I just it's it's never it's never gonna escape my psyche <laughs> yeah they're gonna have an apple bees bowl soon and we'll just be able to go in for that i thought you were gonna say every time i go into applebee's i was gonna say now we need to have a conversation <laughs> off air about your intake of applebee's because that can't be good for you i honestly i i googled it the other day i don't think there's an applebee's in within at least 10 miles of dc and 10 miles is like and dc alone is like only a 15 mile city so that there's an it, there's nowhere anywhere near I could even entertain the idea of tempting myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure LA, I'm sure LA is like like swimming with them. I'm actually having a really hard time even placing one in LA. It's not. It's more like uh, not chains out here. I, I don't know if you remember when you came to visit, but it was very. There's only like one restaurant, like here and there. There's a franchise, but not very often. I can't think. I'd, I'd have to ask like Joe. Maybe he would know. I'm sure Joe knows. Joe's a big I Applebee's thought, guy. I did. <laughs> Yeah, he loves their margaritas um, or their two for 20s. Uh, I Off topic or not really off topic, but like I said last episode, I have been I rewatched Heroes versus Villains. And I guess that branding has always been there because in one of the challenges, they're like, take the Sears catalog and choose your three favorite things that you want to play for. And I was like, oh, so we've always had this like SponCon, like the sponsored content. That's just. Everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Reebok used to be on the buffs. Um, there was always like a Mountain Dew reward. It wasn't like an, wasn't there an Outback reward too? On there was, yeah, yeah. So the people would joke like that, like Apple, like Outback was broken up with for Apple. Yeah, they've always had these crazy sponsorship, which I find obviously very annoying. But in my mind, as like someone who understands like the importance of like having sponsors to keep the show on, bring it on. Like I'll practice I, my my CC's Pizza speech any day if it gets me on Survivor. I do get it, but it's just so, it's not even subtle because Jeff is like, I want you guys to go through the Sears, we love Sears catalog. <laughs> like, or what, or what, they get the family where they're like, I'm, we're going to give you the Sprint Palm Pilot and oh, you're going to take yeah. pictures on the Sprint Palm Pilot as if this whole thing isn't being recorded on film anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah, because on the Heroes versus Villains, they got a Sprint Palm Prix or something where they got yeah. to go to the blowholes. Is blowholes? Blowholes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, all right. I see where this is. So welcome back to Blowholes. <laughs> is that the is that the right word? Blowholes. I, just, I honestly think it is. Okay, well, um, look how look how blown you fucking look. Girl, anyway, look how spicy your water is, bitch. <laughs> okay anyway they had the, the sprint palm pre and i was like okay like let's cut this out but yeah i get it it's money into the the account so i i'm here for it yeah i mean we've honestly probably paid half of applebee's bills just talking about it here but <laughs> we i will i'm so bad because I, here i am trying to be an actor and like commercial actor i will never have a job with applebee's if this footage gets out Uh oh <laughs> oh no i'm screwed yeah, if, yeah. If, if you're listening and you actually do enjoy Applebee's, which is totally fine, I would please comment or send us send us a, a recommendation. Because if you send me some a recommendation, I will try it for all the shit I've talked about it. I will wear I'll wear my Survivor. Um, I don't think I'll I'll put my buff on like Krishna wears that around my waist, and I will go to Applebee's and I will sit at the bar and try something. I promise. <laughs> do not you that. do that for me. I have no interest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doubling uh, down. Damn it. Jeez, okay, I, know, well, I really, I really shouldn't be. We, we could have continued our conversation at Applebee's, but here we are with our coconut popcorn and rice. So how about yeah. we get into our final yeah. five yeah. or seven or ten, however many you count. How many survivors you want to talk about today? Yeah, we didn't have reservations, so they kicked us out of the bar. So here we are. Uh, we're going to round out our final five contestants on the Winners at War cast. Um, next up is a winner that I have a lot of, I have very conflicting um sexual interests thoughts but also very annoying like i find this person is adam klein and i find him so interesting to me because i'm kind of obsessed with like him i think the idea of like a big nerd and like the survivor super fan and i find him like very attractive in that weird way um he's the winner of survivor monos versus gen x and i have a personal vendetta against him in the same sense in that i feel like he kind of stole my life and okay. that I feel like he knows it, he could be doing this podcast right now. And I could like, we could essentially be switched in terms of he is a absolute mega super fan, like knows probably more than I do is like, he kind of came in as a student of the game and um, won the millennials Gen X season. What do you remember about Adam before I go too much? And would, would love to have Adam here, but here we oh, are. I know. Sorry. <laughs> Just, I'm totally joking. Um, Adam, my, memory of adam is if i remember he was put on oh no that's was that david versus goliath that's, that's what i'm thinking david versus goliath yeah okay never mind adam maybe i didn't watch this season so who was in his top three okay so adam season was he was on his final three with um this girl hannah shapiro and ken so his season was it was a season of two tribes that they it was the gender the gender uh, the generational gap war. So it was right. thirty millennials versus thirty Gen Xers. And actually, this was a season. Do you remember Michaela from Game Changers? Yes. So yeah. this is the season that Michaela was featured on. Michaela and Zeke, um, who was also on Game Changers, the first trans contestant, and Zeke was on. They were both on the uh, millennials tribe with Adam. And so Adam's big story arc for his season was that he came on the game, he came out in the game and he found an idol about like two or three episodes in. And in that moment, he had this really big revelation that he actually was out there um, playing for his mom who him and his mother were were slated to be on the um, blood versus water season. And his mom had terminal cancer and it actually turns out that, you know, his whole, so his whole gameplay, he kept a secret and it became this whole thing. And then he revealed it at the final 
And the, it turns out that actually his mother died a day after he got home from Survivor. And it was just, you know, kind of not, it wasn't a sob story, but it was definitely a very touching and um, kind of devastating um, storyline for him to follow. But it's a beautiful, you know, story. But he mentioned it on the finale that, that it was his life and it was actually very traumatizing to play the game day to day, knowing, not really knowing what's going on at home and to find out that he, literally was he was days away from from missing her final moments which is very sad um adam was never really a dominant force he was actually a target from for several votes many people actually resented him because he was kind of seen as that dubious player he got in the middle of a lot of like showmances and eliminated people and there was a lot of vendettas against him but he actually proved himself to be a very very um admirable social threat and that he was always willing to f- able to find, he kind of took Sandra's approach and he, he always cited Sandra as his, like his idol or his, his go-to for, for survivor um, references and how to play the game. And he kind of weaseled his way in, but he actually won by unanimous vote. He, every single person voted for him, which is actually pretty impressive. So you can't wow. knock it. Yeah. Now you're saying that things and it's totally jogging my memory. I do remember him. Um, but it's almost like what I was talking about last week with Michelle. I don't really remember his gameplay or any big moves from him. So this will kind of be a fresh slate for me to be watching him and not really having any preconceived ideas of what he's going to be doing in the game. Yeah. I think his biggest, his biggest issue or what's going to get him the most is that he's gone, he's gone on record and said like, these are his, these are his literal super idols like the fact that him he's going to be playing with rob and sandra and these people that he's been ethan's on that he literally like he's like i I was eight years old and like i was i wanted to be ethan and so i think it'll be curious to see how he kind of comes on and and manages the the starstruckness that he may have of of seeing these people i think he has a good chance to at least make the merge because i don't think anyone's going to take him too seriously but i think they should because he is definitely a uh he's a smart cookie do you think that him being so studied, like obviously if he has people that he's really kind of pioneered his game play after, do you think that that will hurt him or help him in this, in this go around? I think it'll hurt him. I think if people, people like Parvati are going to be very smart to be like, you know, if anyone's going to point a finger at her, she'll be like, well, actually you should be looking out for the guy like him who is probably looks like a squid. But if you actually like, he knows this game inside now, he knows all of our stories. He probably knows things about us that we don't know about us because we don't remember it. And that's more threatening than than me that you know what you're getting. So I, I, I think it actually could hurt him. I think you're right, too, because you also get blinded by this, not the celebrity, but you want to be um, in, in their like your idol's eyes. You want to be the one who helped them get. To, so he might screw himself in trying to help somebody else's game just to earn the respect of the, the player that he idolizes so much. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. So I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see him because I do remember very little, but not enough. So it'll be kind of like having a fresh player in there for me. Yeah, but I, I am glad he's back, though, because I think I think he's good TV. And I think it'll be fun to see how he does. Again, not to say without the mom storyline, but that was such a big some people say that he kind of him confessing at the final tribal about his mother was kind of the nail in the coffin in terms of like, they could not vote for him. Right. Um, yeah. Which I, I think he does. I, he, I think he played a great game. I think he deserved it. But it'd be nice to see him kind of come in with this with this refreshed outlook and kind of a, a clear head. And he, he seems well studied and ready to play. So I'm excited for Adam Klein. Uh, next yeah. up, our next winner is the most recent female winner of Survivor. Her name is Sarah Lucina from Survivor Game Changers. Uh, Sarah is 
Um, you might remember her from the first time she played with Survivor Kagiyan. As I mentioned, she was the kind of foil to Tony. She was the, the female cop. Uh, Tony got her out at the merge because she was too cocky. And then she came back for Survivor Game Changers and played one of the most uh, ruthless in terms of ruthless, but most dominant social and strategic games I think we have seen in the most recent seasons of Survivor ever. So much so that she duped the likes of Suri Fields, who is an icon and a legend. Um, she is considered, it's, people have mentioned, talked about her playing playing the game, that she was so good at the game that she was able to use uh, social and, and personal stories to it in a sense that she could manipulate people's decision making and yet still do it in a way that they didn't even realize that they were being manipulated. And I mean, I think that's part of being a cop, honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah. she is considered to be one of the best and is a huge, huge threat. Um, I like kind of don't care for her because she's a huge Trump supporter, low key. But oh. I, um, I do find her to be a incredibly dominant player. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I. You can't have this season without her because she, she truly is one of the best. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how how she does because I think she has a huge target on her back. What do you what do you think or what do you remember about Sarah? Most of my remembering of her is going to come from when she played with Tony because with Game Changers, I think I was in and out. That was the only thing I really remember from that season was was that when uh, Jeff Varner outed Zeke? Yes, it was that season. Okay, so I remember not watching that season all the way through. Um, so my Sarah knowledge is going to come mostly from Tony. And I kind of talked about that when we addressed Tony. So for her, I don't really know how, what her strategies were to get to the end. So this is another blind spot for me where, um, from what you're saying, it sounds like she could be a really dominant force by doing like powers of manipulation plays of, uh, maybe telling people the way she wants to vote. But I don't know. I could see her being steamrolled into decisions because she wants to, um, have her alliance and not seem like loyalty might be a major thing for her. And maybe that's going to be her downfall in the game. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that the, the Varner Zeke thing, what, what always upset me about Sarah and I, I have a hard time with this and I'm going to say this lightly or try to think about this in a way that's not too, too intense, but I forget that survivor is obviously a show for everything for the masses and that a lot of people, when they watch the show, they, they don't have the same experience. You and I live in major cities. Like we're exposed to a lot of things. And so this, she's like from Iowa and she's a cop. So she's a conservative, like very like, you know, blue lives matter, red, whatever, whatever. And I remember when, when Zeke was outed, there was Sarah, cause Sarah was at that tribal council and she started crying and she, her big thing, her big, beautiful moment that she got on the show was that she was like, I didn't know this about Zeke but I don't see that in him. I just see, and it, but the, it was, she, she was talking about him being transgender and almost like a way that it was something that was negative, but that she, the positive was that she didn't see him that because she got to know him before that. You know what I mean? Right. And it, like that wasn't his introductory. She was, she, she knew him first and then found out when it really shouldn't have mattered either way. Right. And, but it was said in a way that it's like, if I knew it in reverse, if I knew he was trans first, I would think this about him. And so it just, it, it always kind of, that always kind of upset, annoy me or it's, it kind of stuck in my crown. It was obviously people grow and they learn and stuff. But in that moment, I, you, you kind of just, I, I always found her to be a little smarmy. Um, yeah. But with that being a little, yeah, yeah that, but that whole I, thing makes me feel like that growth a little bit too. Makes makes me feel a little icky, yeah. 
But I do, I do have to respect her again. She was a powerhouse. She was really good. I mean, one of my favorite things was like, or not my favorite things. One of the biggest things she did, she mentioned, she convinced someone to not to work, to work with her. Cause she sat there and started crying. Cause she was like, if I don't win this game, I can't have another kid. She's like, I don't have the money to have another child and I want to have a child. And she was like sobbing. She's like, this person has millions of dollars. I don't, they don't need money to have, like, they don't need this. I need this to have a family. Apparently she had no intention of having another kid. Like, it was just, really? Yeah. Allegedly. Oh, wow. So like one of those things where, but I mean, it worked and she, she won the respect. She, I think she, she got all but three votes and she beat Ty again, or she beat, no, not Ty. I'm so sorry. Um, she beat Troyzen and Brad Culpepper in the final three. Oh man, I remember them too. Okay. Yeah, bozos. But um, yeah. but yeah, so that's Sarah Lucina, and she will be our. She also has gone on record, and she actually considers herself to be the best of all time because she says that to be the best, you have to beat the best, and she is a, the only person out here that's ever voted Sandra out. So. Right. And, which is a major move. I mean, to recognize that threat is, I mean, I, of course, everybody knows that Sandra's a threat at this point. So, but to make actions to make that happen, that's major. Major, major. So I'll, I'll, I'll give props where they are due. But I do think she'll be out pre-merge. That's my thought. Uh, yeah. If she, I think she's, I think she's a pre-merge move for sure. And speaking of people that I hope are the first out, um, we are next coming to Brent, uh, Brent, Ben Drybergen, who is the winner of Survivor Heroes versus Healers versus Hustlers, which, first of all, goes down as the worst title in Survivor history. Yeah. Um, God, what the fuck was that? They're going for that alliteration with an H. Just like, yeah, hoes versus hags versus homos. Just like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Um, I'd play that one. I'd be like, yeah, what, I don't know. What, which tribe will I be on? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, for the first time ever, we have somebody who embodies all three tribes. Jeff, why do I have three bucks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Ben Drybergen was on the, oh God, what, season 35? Yes, 35. Um, and Ben has a very polarizing, and I'm going to try, I'll be objective here and say he's a very objective, a very polarizing player in Survivor history because he is kind of on, the, he was on a season where the, um, the advantage gate and the, the way that advantages were brought into the game really were amped up this season. It was the first time it really happened. Um, and this was on the heels of Suri losing Survivor Game Changers because of the advantage gate 20, whatever that year was. And so people kind okay. of went into this season. If you remember, Suri was eliminated from Game Changers the most pre- recent season, in the final five, because essentially everyone but her played or had an advantage. And by default, she was eliminated, even though she did not receive a single vote of that tribal council, which is to wow. be considered to be one of the most raw. I mean, she was truly, I hate the term like robbed goddess, but Suri is the most robbed person in Survivor history. And so people left that season with kind of a bitter taste in their mouths for how advantages were brought and brought into the game. Personally, I think advantages are fine, but I think they should be capped at a certain point. And in this case, like the fact that there were six people or five people left in the game and four of them had advantages. That's the issue with me for me. Like yeah. they should, like they used to, you remember when heroes villains, it was like at the final six was the last time you could play it. That seems reasonable to me because it's only one. Yeah, idol. And then you, 
Yeah, because then you have to really depend on your own gameplay. You're not really leaning on it something like support from something else. Exactly. And so Ben's Ben's game was kind of defined by him finding idol after idol after idol after idol and like literally using idols at like the final four or final no, no final five. He used an idol and that like kind of kept him. And so it just there was a an, a feeling that he kind of was given a little bit of an advantage or that people wanted him, the production kind of wanted him to win because he on paper, and this is where I'll be objective and give him credit is a great, great guy. Apparently he's like a veteran. Um, His big, his big thing was that he would constantly have PTSD at out on the Island because of the cackling of the bamboo when they'd burn it, it would give him uh, traumatizing flashbacks from like being like in combat. And it was this very vulnerable thing for him. Um, He, you know, has, he's a, he has a father, he's a father with two kids, Midwestern very much appeals to a, a demographic of survivor that I forget is obviously a dominating um, um, viewership. And he's definitely, I mean, he's beloved by the Facebook survivor fans. And so you can't knock him. I think he deserves to be back, but I, um, I personally can't say he's a very, one of my personal favorites. And I honestly have not done a whole lot of research on, on his pregame stuff. Um, but what are your thoughts or memories of Ben? Uh, this sounds like a Devin's issue for you too, as well, where he got so far because of yes. idols. Yes. Okay. Um, this is a totally new competitor for me because I did not watch the season. So all I'm going off of is his picture right now, which he's giving me like a very Tom Hardy yeah. vibe. Um, what you're telling me right now, though, I it maybe sounds like he depends on the advantages of the game versus actual gameplay. Um, to keep him in so i don't know did, i mean did he have good alliances did he make big moves like what was his game style yeah so he was on the heroes tribe and he did have alliances and he definitely did have um he had alliances with um a woman chrissy who was the runner-up and he had he definitely like was a a social player but he was one of those players that was so likable that they were like you can't you, you we can't take you to the end and then when that when that became kind of a honestly like Devin's too when he almost started to take it personally he'd be like why are you trying to get rid of me and he or he would be upset or annoyed that people were after him and it's it's inherently just like a part of the game and that like you are a threat you're gonna win um so his game style was he was kind of he was very flashy with his plays he called he called his idols ben bombs and so like he would like play idols and do the whole like you know literally like they're just like so so many like annoying showboaty things that he would do Um, he definitely, I think he won immunities, but I don't remember how many, but it was definitely one of those things where, I mean, and you can't, the argument to the other side of the coin is like, someone's got to find the idol. So he just worked harder for it. But it, it's at a certain point, it's like, does the idol have to be there to keep this person in the game? Or are we just feeding him, feeding him tokens to keep him at Chuck E. Cheese longer? Yeah. And we haven't really discussed how they're going to be playing the advantages in this game because it looks like we're going to be on a monetary system where they have to earn coins to buy advantages in the game. Yeah. And I, and I don't know how that's going to play into effect. Like if the tribe wins, do they all get coins? Uh, does one person get rewarded for being like the MVP of the challenge? Like I'm, I don't really know if people are just going to be scouring the island for idols this time around because I think that they're changing it so that people have to actually work toward it. Yeah. So the, apparently the game starts and everyone gets one token. Everyone has one fire coin, and that at some point they have to be used. Like if you're voted out, you have to use them from extinction. Um, and so it's this transferable currency that, it, but you at at certain points you have to to give or take it. But yeah, I don't really know how they're gonna how they're gonna utilize that. Yeah, I'm wondering if you can combine your team's f- fire coins. What a great name! Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> Quote. Fire. Yeah. Is it Fire Coins? Fire Token? Okay, I don't know. What I, Fire Island. It should be called Survivor Fire Island, but <laughs> Fire Island. It's just a bunch of games. <laughs> if you guys can survive yeah, just... 39 days at Fire Island, you've won the game. Yeah. Um, right, we got share t- tribe lies and tribe share. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, anyway, I, I'm wondering if they can pool their coins to get like advantages in the challenges or how it's going to work. So maybe somebody like Ben, who really depended on idols to get him through the game, is just going to have a short lived torch life because he's not going to have advantages. And he, I mean, they might recognize him as a threat and just get him out real quick. So since I, oh. yeah, he's um. I, I don't think I don't think he has has much of a chance of doing very well of going very far. He's apparently not very uh very liked amongst the survivor community for the way that he won. Great. But we'll so see. If, if, if he if he if he if if he can play and win and do well, I, I again I'll give him credit where it's due. But yeah. I'm um he's pretty low on my on my rooting list. Okay, and bias aside, do you think he's gone before merge or or he'll be there until the merge? I'll give him I'll give him early merge boot. Boot. Okay. Cool. Early merge boot. Right. Yeah. So he'll be he'll and maybe a return. I don't know. I, I could see him like getting kicked out and being coming back in, much like my best friend Devin's. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, next up is Wendell Holland, the winner of Survivor Ghost Island. Another excellent Survivor name. Um, <laughs> Survivor Ghost Island was the season following uh, Heroes Healers Hustlers. Uh, Ghost Island was a season that featured a special island that featured relics and previous pasts um, from previous Survivor seasons. And the idea was that you would go to it like Exile Island or Redemption Island, and you would go and get a chance to win or find an advantage or something that was used in the past from a previous season that essentially flopped. So one of the more more interesting things I could think of, the immunity idols that were a a fake idol that someone made that they played and got the obviously voted out that would be on the island, but it would actually be a real idol and they could play it and use it as an advantage. Uh, Wendell was, it was kind of a flop of a like flop in terms of like really didn't, it didn't pay off very well. It wasn't really that interesting of a storyline. So Wendell was essentially on a tribe of a um, very basic generic season of survivor. He played a really strong social game. He was um, very close allies with this guy, Dominic, who was another huge uh, social and physical powerhouse. They kind of ran the game from the get-go. Um, they had a few hiccups in the pre-merge, but it was very clear from the start that Wendell and Dominic were going to go to the final two. Most interesting thing about Wendell is that Wendell is the first winner in Survivor history to actually be tied. The final Tribal Council vote was a tie between himself and Dominic. Oh. And Wendell Wendell won because the other finalists, um, there was a third finalist, obviously. There's always a, a third one. Um her name was Laurel. Laurel by default became the final jury member and cast one single vote and gave the money to Wendell. Wow. Okay. I didn't see I'm I'm listening on the edge of my seat. I didn't watch the season, so what a way to win. Yeah, it's actually it's it was it was kind of cool, very it was a very like, I mean, a pretty historic thing in that they took a chance cuz I think there was there were three people in the finals and it was a 10-person jury and five and five voted for him. Kind of a cool way to go out. A lot of pressure on one person, but I think Wendell was great that he he was a great social player. Um his his big thing that people joke that he looked like childish Gambino and I think they actually <laughs> tried to pretend like he actually was him. Right. For, 
Um, but his big thing was that he was just like this cool, I think he's a teacher. He's got some like very, oh no, he's a furniture designer, excuse me. But he's got this very laid back, like he was just kind of like, you know, this chill dude that people just got along with very well. Um, he was never really a threat until, until the merge. And Jeff Probst actually goes on record and says that he's one of his favorite people to ever play the game of all time. Um, and so I, I think he's interesting. I do. I think he'll do well, probably, but I think he's kind of like the, he's known as like, kind of like the, the party boy outside this outside of the game. And that he's definitely leaned into being like a survivor guy. So I think if he doesn't do well, it'll be because people just don't want to see him win again. Okay. Do you remember just cause again, I don't know. I, I came in on the next season. So um, do you okay. remember any big moves or you said that was he kind of like a Kim figure where he, you knew that he was going to be in the finals just from the very beginning. Um, I wouldn't say Kim because Kim dominated her by herself. Kim was a, a very single Wendell and Dominic were this guy that was the runner up. The two of them were really just running the game from the start. Right. Um, they were Dominic was kind of the, the showboaty more boisterous. He was like this, like, you know, kind of loud New York, New Jersey guy, kind of a Tony character. And Wendell was more socially subdued strategically, but he definitely just, I think people just related to him. I think his big moves, I think he played an idol. I believe he played an idol, um, but I honestly can't remember. This This is this is probably the one season that I really remember the least about. Um, so his gameplay is was never really that impressive, but I remember when he won, I was not surprised or upset. Like I, I can acknowledge that he was a strong social player and definitely made moves, but it was nothing... It was no two idols getting rid of JT. Let's put it right. that way. <laughs> well, the, what might help him in this game is that people saw how loyal he was to uh, Dominic. And if they saw that he was brought to the end with him and they stayed true to each other, then maybe they want to work with him because having that kind of vote in your back pocket of knowing that somebody's loyal really helps in this game. Totally. Yeah. It also doesn't help that he's pretty handsome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm happy to see him grace my television. <laughs> Yes, please. <laughs> Mr. Wendell. Wen- Wendell? Mr. Wendell. Yeah. Uh, Wind- so this next one I'm so excited about, so go ahead. Oh, okay. So the next one is our final, rounding out our 45 contestants on Survivor 40, um, is Nick Wilson, the winner of Survivor, David versus Goliath. And why are you excited about him? I want to hear your thoughts first. <sighs> Nick. Okay, so David versus Goliath was my season back in. So I had taken a break. Obviously, you can tell from the contestants that I have not seen their seasons. And when I came back into this game, I pegged him from episode one as the winner. I I don't know what drew me to him, but I first of all, he's a lawyer. And I think that I t- generally go for lawyers to win this game because I think they can negotiate like how to talk to people and uh, kind of get their ways. But I just fell in love with him. And I remember that he was up on the chopping block, I think once or twice. I can't really remember that. It looked really bad for him and he survived it. And then when he got to final three, I was so excited. Or was it? Yeah. When he, when he won, actually, I was like, oh man, like I'm so proud of Nick because he was on the David team, if I remember. I think mm-hmm. he had to have been. Um, and I just thought he, I don't know, he was just like fascinating to watch and not to tip my hand, but like he is who I think might take the winners at war season. Really? Yeah. I, I I love that. I, 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 I agree with you, actually. I think he could do, I think he will do extremely well this season. Yeah. Um, a few thoughts on that. First, the reason why I think that, first of all, I think Survivor Dave versus Goliath is probably one of the top five seasons of all time. Mm-hmm. 
It was one of, it was such an incredible season. It was such a good cast. And I think that he epitomized like that story, David versus Goliath, like obviously, obviously a Goliath, like or David coming out on top winning was great. And what I loved about David too, and you mentioned him being on the chopping block. If you remember that first episode, the first person eliminated from David versus Goliath was, it was a medical evacuation because the David tribe lost and they were on a boat back because they both them from challenge to camp and et cetera. Yeah. And the literally date Nick was the person going home. It was universally agreed. They were going to vote him out. Something happened that they, they just, they were looking for a reason to get rid of somebody. And he was the one that they were all voting for. Yeah. And the boat accident happened and this guy was medically evacuated and that literally saved it from Nick from being voted out. And so he went from being the first boot to literally winning. And he was, he played these amazing advantages. He was kind of always an underdog. He had this cool story about like his mom being an addict and that like he's a lawyer and then he helps people with, you know, with addictions and that that's kind of what his big, he was kind of going out there to kind of work on getting his life together. Cause he spent all this money on going to law school. Um, I like Nick a lot. I think he's a great winner. He played, um, he was the first one, his most memorable move for me. If you remember the vote that got rid of John, the wrestler, uh-huh. Um, his, he, Nick is the first one to introduce the concept of splitting a minority vote and that like, so essentially all the votes were thrown on this one person, but they split the votes post idol play and it allowed them to get rid of this, this huge threat. He just, it's very innovative. It's very new school. I think he's charming. I think he's, I, I, I love him and I would be very happy with him doing well this time too. Right. And I remember him doing, I, if I remember he won three consecutive individual challenges at the end of the like getting to the final tribal council i think he had it was either two or three in a row where he won he needed him yeah it was like two or three and like he was out if he didn't win him each time and he won him and i remember he was paired up with angelina and i can't remember who the third one was um uh it was uh his name is mike mike oh, i remember his last name but he's uh ned schneebly from oh Right, Mike. Mike the, White. The, Mike the White. movie guy. Mike White. Mike White, yeah. Um, yeah, and so it's for him to keep... I, I like that they were all on the same tribe to start with. And I just like... I mean, he's just a lawyer. I don't know. Everything about him, I just really... I really am rooting for Nick, and I'm so happy to see him back. Likewise. Apparently, the turnaround time of him winning David versus Goliath and going back out here was like four months. So I think also he has an advantage because he's just, he's so fresh mentally. Like his, his mind is still in it. And his so poor I, body I, I though. Hope. I mean that his body's got to be broken still for a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he's not doing too. I'm sure it was a tough, tough transition. Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I'm, I, I'm like I said, I cannot wait for him to be back on my TV. And then I, I already said it, but he's, He's at least top three for me, if not the winner again. Oh, we'll go on record. Top three or winner. I like that. Yes. Okay, so that is our final bit for the season 40 cast of Survivor Winners at War. Jay, before we go, I do want to, you kind of came with this fun idea. I, before we uh, get into the season itself and we things actually start happening, uh, we want to go over some predictions or some our thoughts on I believe you said who we think the first boot is and who we think our final three is, correct? Yes. I would love to just, just based on what we know. And did you do any spoilers? So do you have any ideas already? I, the first boot is wildly speculated, but I don't believe it. 
Okay. Uh, so I, I'll, I'll give who I think it's going to be. But other than that, I have and everything else is nothing is spoiled about this season for me. I, 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 I don't do them. Okay, good. Okay, so do you want to go? Let's do our. Who do you think is going to be eliminated first? I'm going to go and think the first out is either going to be Rob or Amber. <laughs> you bitch. That's exactly who I have. Except I put. I more specifically put Rob. I yeah, think I, I mean, it just depends who loses the immunity, honestly. Like, it'll be one or the other. Yeah, I, I just... Well, that's a good point. So, But I just think that Rob doesn't have a chance in this game. No chance at all. Had, did we talk about this last time? Like, like oh, how they came back or like what it took to get them? Like, the only reason why people... The only reason why Rob and Amber and Sandra and Parvati came back was because they were, one, paid $100,000 each, but also because they knew there was Extinction Island. Because they, they knew they'd be one of the... They thought they'd be one of the first outs. Oh, that's... Intri- well, I guess, like, if they knew that that was the... Twi- or that was a part of the game. Because it's true. Like, you don't want to be one of these players, like Sandra, who's won twice, and then be the first out and be like, well, I just... Like, there goes my reputation. So... Because, yeah. yeah there goes my, like, my life, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and something... Okay, yeah. So, I was going to say, too, Sandra, they talked about it so transparently on Heroes vs. Villains uh, that she, she goes, I'll take the 100000 when Russell was going to bring her and uh, Jerry to the final tribal. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, wow, I've never seen them just acknowledge the prize money like that. Like, just, uh, you know, second place gets 100000 yeah, second place gets a hundred thousand. Third place gets seventy five. That's, I mean, that's a good paycheck right there. Anyway, just for playing the game, but obviously, yeah, and million, you get ten. Yeah, millions I do, and you get ten k just for showing up to the reunion. Like right. they're 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 not they're not you know they're not struggling this. But yeah, I, I agree. I think Robin Amber are are huge targets, and you really, I mean. It it must be frustrating, but you really you, you can't blame the other players, you know. And I I appreciate that Rob acknowledged he's like, yeah, I think I'm a threat. I'm a threat to their airtime. The acknowledgement that like CBS loves Rob, and like they just don't. <laughs> if Rob's out there, you're not going to get acknowledged. Rob got more airtime than the actual players in the last season. I agree, and I also think that by taking out one of them, I said this in a previous episode that it sweeps the leg of the other players. So by getting rid of Rob, you weaken Amber automatically and by getting rid of amber you weaken rob so quickly so it's just it's exactly. a beneficial move to get rid of one of them too just right off the bat agree okay. i hope it's not the case but i think that's that's going to be likely and then what are your thoughts on final three prediction well i would not hold my title of one of parvati's biggest fans if i didn't put her in my top three so she is Hilarious. of course she is and and her reputation speaks for itself she's played this game so many times and has made it into the top two twice and very, I think she was like fifth out on her first season. So I think she just has maybe fifth or Parvati? Yeah. No, she was sixth place. Sixth place. I'm sorry. That's how I meant. I think I said it oh, right. Oh, okay. Now. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I was like, yeah, no, she's not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, but she's yes, got a good shelf life. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she has so many days of playing this game that I think that she has such a good chance of making it into the top three. Um, I'm going to put Nick, of course, as my top three, but if not my winner. <laughs> And then the only person who this is kind of a wild card, but I think he's he's going to do well is Yule. I think that he, yeah, I don't think that people are going to get his gameplay right, and he is just going to soar in this in this game. I don't know. Yeah, it, I, there's a feeling. I, 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 I just forgot, I forget about you. No, I like that. Yeah, I, I, that's a very good point. It's been so long, and he's so objective. Yeah. Yeah, so there's it's Nick, Yule, and Parvati. I would love to see more Nick women Yule. in there, but I, those are just the three that I get a, a vibe about. 
Yeah, no, I like that. That's a strong, that's a strong three. And I like that it's a strong three of very different game styles. There's a lot of old school, very new school. And then obviously like the most, one of the most badass women to ever play the game. I like that. I'd be really, very happy with that final three. Really hedging my bets with different type of gameplays. But yeah. I, I think I could guess your three, but why don't you go ahead? So my guess for top three is, um, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say Kim Spradlin. Mm-hmm. I think Kim's going to be there. I think Michelle will be there. No, you know what? No, I'm, I'm sorry. We're going to do Kim. I'm going to put Danny in the top three. And then I'm going to guess Tyson as well. Oh, I thought you wanted Michelle. I, think, I thought you said Michelle could t- could take the whole game. I think Michelle could take it. And I think she could go very far, but I don't know if she'll be in the final three. It's I'm, I'm going to do like a loose Michelle. Michelle and Danny are like interchangeable to me. One of them is going to do really well. And I, I can't guess which one yet. Okay. So, so I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna put two two women, but I think Tyson is gonna Tyson might surprise me and be in the top three as well. Yeah, I want to poke holes in your Kim just because I think she had so much control over the women tribe that I don't know if she's gonna be able to maintain that control over mixed tribes like this. Yeah, I don't know either, but I I, I also am wondering if she'll ball that up and do it again and be like. Hey, we're women, we're moms. Like, let's do it again. Why not? Like, I think, yeah. I, I think, I think she could galvanize a, a really strong alliance again. Um, and I think it could be one of those things where, like, when they took Sandra, they and who's going to give it to me again? I think she, they could. Yeah, and I'm excited for your choice of Danny and Michelle because even though I've seen Michelle's season, I've never seen her play. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of, I don't know her. <laughs> there, there's so many. I mean, Mariah Carey. I basically pay her royalties for saying I don't know her. But um, the, uh, but for Danny, I truly never watched Guatemala, so I would love to see her gameplay a little bit. And Michelle, I don't know her, so I think those are good options for me to watch and see. Since you're such a uh, a savant of the show, you probably know your shit. So I'm excited to see how they yeah. play. Yeah, thank you. Well, for those of you listening, now if you didn't know any of hers, now you can say you listened to Survive Her, and now you know some about her. That's um, that was so bad. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening and joining us. Um, this has been our cast assessment for the Survivor Season 40 Winners at War cast. Um, we are so excited to, um, I mean, I'm personally, and I know Jay as well, we're so excited to have this uh, airing in February between this and several TV shows coming up in February. This is going to be a big month for TV. This is one of the most epic um, and one of the most long-awaited seasons of Survivor ever. And so I, as a super fan, am kind of just jumping on my seat here. Uh, we will definitely be um, following the season uh, with specific outlines or a, uh, a schedule of our recaps will be announced at some point, but we definitely look forward to talking about it. And I'm Jay, if you have anything else to add, but I guess say thank you so much for listening to us. And I, uh, I just, I can't wait to, to see these guys get out here and start battling it out. Yeah. According to my calendar, the premiere is tomorrow. So enjoy, ah! yeah, enjoy the premiere guys and tweet us and like whoever gets first out, blah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be sad, but I'm so excited for this season. So yeah, um, yeah I, 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 I'm so happy. I would love to keep talking to Evan, but I have some fire coins I need to go spend. So I got to go. Yeah, I, my, my buzzer's beeping. I got to go get my table at Applebee's. Okay, uh, we'll enjoy your meal. <laughs> Thank you. I'll see you guys back again. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Goodbye. You can find Evan Ayers on Instagram at Evan M. Ayers, which is E-V-A-N M. A-Y-R-E-S and Twitter at Nobody Cares which is Nobody 
cares, which ends with A-Y-R-E-S. And you can find me on Instagram at don't underscore be underscore jealous, which is J-E-L-L-I-S, and Twitter at still underscore jealous. This has been an Afterthought Media Production.